0: which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers.
1: At the Link Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen, and I'm here with Jill, and we are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us, and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Hi, Jill. I'm wondering, how you doing? Hi, Colleen. I, I have did. um I have animals on the brain today. So I'm wondering um like grow- for me growing up I never had pets. Did you have pets growing up? Oh my
2: goodness. I did not. I'm so glad you asked me because every year Aww. I put it on my Christmas list and my birthday list and never got one. It was the lifelong dream. I kept saying, when
1: I move out, I'm uh-huh. getting a
2: dog. It was always my threat, as if my parents scared. They didn't care that that was a threat. They just said, no, okay, I think fine. like
1: I wanted a pet. I had an imaginary dog when I was like a little, little kid. Like some people have imaginary friends. I had an imaginary dog oh. and he was like a pink dog, like a little dog might've been a poodle or something. And his name was Brutus. So like, I, yeah, yeah. So like uh-huh. I, and then Definitely. I had lots of stuffed animals and like, I always wished that my stuffed animals would come to life. Like I wanted nothing more than my, my stuffed animals to mm. come to life, like the Velveteen rabbit. Right. So um yeah, the impact. So now I do have a menagerie of animals, you know, come full circle and they are all little dogs. None of them is named Brutus, but they're all little, they are like little stuffed animals that come to life. So I've, yeah made that happen <laughs> but i believe like my animals the impact of my animals um like on my mood and on i don't know just like they bring so much joy into my household that I, I truly believe in, in the magical impact of animals, um, as, as like a calming mechanism as a I, I don't know. So that's, that's kind of where I want this conversation to go today is, um, so l- let, let me tell you, this is going to come from Crystal Brooks, who is my, she's my business partner in, um, in my inclusion world. And, Crystal just got and Crystal is by trade an SLP so she has been doing therapy for decades um
2: Okay, what's an SLP? Speech and language Same
1: pathologist? Word. And and SLPs okay, do all different types of therapies with people. And part of it is like behavioral therapy with people um, who have autism, or um, she does a lot of work with people with uh, who have ADHD even, but also like speech and language issues, right? So, you know, reading, fluency, and things like that. Okay, so back up to what she recently did was she took she got a new dog so he's he's a puppy and she decided that she was going to take her puppy to be trained as a therapy dog. So he's in early stages of becoming mm-hmm. a therapy dog and this is something that is kind of um, it, it's it's newish to me like I know that there are schools that have had therapy animals come in sometimes an individual has a therapy dog with the, I don't know if you've had those situations. And so that was kind of like we, when I started hearing about that, I'm like, oh my gosh, can we do that? Can we just have animals in, you know, in the school? Is, is this okay? And so what I've learned over the course of the last few years and now with Crystal, you know, kind of bringing that into our, in, you know, our inclusion professional development world. And, you know, we go into schools with students and we would really love to be able to bring her dog with us so that they can read to the dog and all these different things. I'm learning so much about it. So what can you tell me about what you know, and Jill, like this can be your personal experiences with Mm -hmm. the impact that animals have on you, but then also where do you see therapy animals in a school setting?
2: Yeah. So you're right in saying, I think the last maybe five years or so, this has exploded as, um therapy animals have have come into people's personal lives, but also into school settings. And so post-pandemic, I mean, if we said, everyone raise your hand, if you have a therapy dog in your school, it would be a lot of people in the teacher's lounge today saying that. So, um, But I would say my first encounters were probably five years ago, um, seeing seeing, uh, reading visitors come into elementary schools with their therapy dog or a volunteer librarian coming in with their dog so that kids can read to the dog. So a lot of that going on in Catholic schools. And they would probably bring the dog into the hallway, not necessarily into a Mm -hmm. classroom. Kids would be pulled out one at a time to read to the dog. So they weren't just reading to the visitor. They're reading also to the visitor's dog. Um, And then people echoing that back in their homes as part of their homework, you know, read to your, read to whatever um, animal you have or Mm -hmm. stuffed animal you have. Um, But then this year is our first year having Josie, our therapy dog, at school with us. Ah. And this is because... um, our Title I interventionist, who is a retired teacher in our school, she it sounds like she went through the process that Crystal went through mm-hmm. and that her own dog uh, went through all the training to be a therapy dog. And then she brought Josie in for us in in administration to uh, decide if we felt comfortable with her bringing Josie whenever she comes to do her interventions
0: and she comes in almost every
2: day. So she, she's in the building all the time and everyone knows where the dog is. So not only did we start a childcare in our high school for the teachers, but we, so we have babies (laughs) and we have a dog for the first time ever. So this school year is like filled with joy, especially when the dog visits Mm -hmm. the babies And then the high schoolers are walking by and it's just like, what is happening around here? So lots of joy to be spread around because everyone loves Josie. Mm Josie is a golden retriever and very soft and hangs out, especially in our academic support. So our students with disabilities, intellectual disabilities, all, all these things, like it's all this. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's. There's a lot there's a lot going on here that's all really joyful. And I think I think one thing we have to recognize is how much people have embraced this change because it seems yes. a little crazy. Like if you go back fifteen years and you say, like, oh, there's no be way in right? school, people are gonna think, What? That's crazy. That is a place to learn. Like, what are we and doing? People this have so allergies and we can't and do I'm this. Sure and there's, plenty there's
1: a of- liability and <laughs>
2: And I'm sure it wasn't a group decision. Like I am, you know, and I'm guilty of this. We probably have teachers in the building who are Mm. frustrated because it wasn't like, let's all vote to see if a dog should come. I mean, I don't know what this approach was. I guarantee there are plenty of teachers frustrated that there's now a dog wandering the halls um, because it is distracting. And maybe I would have been that teacher. So if I was, if I was in the, um, oh my gosh, Colleen's dog is like (laughs) licking her as she's talking about this episode. (laughs) um but the i'm sh- it's distracting if i was in the middle of something really complicated that i was teaching and suddenly it's like oh there's josie in the hallway and everyone's sure. super distracted by josie like it's not you know you got to you got to have some uh, protocols in place about how and where you are using the dog 'Cause it could be distracting. It's like having a yeah. mascot walking around. Like we don't have Freddie the Falcon walking around through the no, building that would distracting be distracting. The kids all day. Yeah. Like that would be we right. don't, we don't do that. So we gotta think through this. And I'm so I'm sure when done right, we're doing a good job. And then when done wrong, we have lots of frustrated teachers. So this could be kind of the complaining session in the teacher's lounge, like, Oh yeah, can you believe the dog? <laughs> blah 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 but hopefully hopefully it's not hopefully it's the joyful like wow this is a positive culture shift and it's doing a lot of good i mean we've Mm -hmm. had students so let me just say like we've had students even very recently who like they need to calm down from an episode like Mm -hmm. an emotional episode which is part of completely what's what's within their um service plan that we are accommodating like there's there are strategies that we all know for certain students in the building of how um, they're working through something, and Josie is very much part of that calming process for these individual students. So there, there is a real, real need here um, that we are serving, and and then around it is lots of joy. Yeah, I mean that that sensory
1: piece. I see that. Like I, I've watched students when when the dog comes in the room and they just like they just want it's like sensory the sensory input and like the instant calming that they get. From from that, but also kids reading to the dogs like it. It really is, you know. That's very very sweet. Um, I had I had a teacher friend who had a therapy dog um, for her epilepsy, so sometimes you know therapy dogs, yes, because the that dog could alert her and other people, yes, it true was genetical true medical needs. Need. So, you know, I just I, I'm a big believer and and if you had asked me ten years ago, my opinion would have been different. But from what I've seen and what I know, it's been um pretty amazing. So there's the bell. Yeah. So there's the bell. Um, Thank you for the energy boost. This has been a great conversation. And um, we love exploring new ideas and affirming the efforts of our teachers. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers in wonderful schools. We will see you next time.